Hey, it's Dan Harmon from Harmontown. I want to tell you about an exciting new podcast coming to Feral Audio called Launch Left. Rain, Phoenix, and Moon Zappa are going to interview extraordinary minds, mavericks, and pioneers in their fields. This season, Launch Left is going to celebrate nonconformists like Michael Stipe, Shepard Ferry, Spike Jones, Mario Batali, and many others. And those guests are also going to spotlight their favorite left-of-center emerging artists. So listen and subscribe now at feralaudio.com slash launch left, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can do it however you want, man. That's the nonconformist part. Guys, I want to tell you about a great sponsor I have, Bompus. They're premium high-performance athletic socks, and they're so comfortable you're never going to want to take them off. And because socks are the number one requested item in homeless shelters, for every pair of socks purchased, Bompus donates one pair of those to those in need. Almost one million pairs donated to date. 15% off the first purchase of four or more socks. Plus free shipping. So go to getbompus.com slash feral and buy some comfortable socks. Hello. Welcome to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. And uh, if you haven't listened to this show before, that's uh, what this show is. I have a conversation with somebody, a musician, a political radical, you name it, and I talk to them. And it's less uh, a question-answer thing and more of an organic conversation about someone's life. Uh, if you like that theme music, by the way, that's Les Blanks. You can buy more of their music or listen to more of their music at lesblanks.com. Fucking go listen to that shit. Uh Today's guest is Steve Berg, UFO expert, enthusiast. Uh, it's a really great episode. But before we get into the uh, episode, I want to talk about uh, September 19th, 2012. I, uh, I, am, I and Danielle Burnaby are hosting a fundraiser for, if you go back to uh, one of my early episodes, Pete O'Neill, who's a former Black Panther. He runs a children's uh, home in Tanzania, Africa, with his uh, wonderful wife, Charlotte O'Neill. And uh, they are a very bare bones operation, and I talked to uh, Pete about that in the in one of my past interviews. So they need some dough. They recently lost their bus. They like to take these kids to the ocean. Some of them never saw the ocean or swam around in water before. So they lost their bus, and I'm trying to fight back a belch because I just drank a beer. I don't know if that's disrespectful to Pete O'Neill. I don't mean it to be. Hey, I'm a human being. I belch now and again. But uh, it's going to be at the Laugh Factory, uh, September 19th, 2012, at 8 p.m. David Keckner, Brandon Walsh, Matt Bronger, Hugh Moore, Ron Funches, myself are all on the lineup. I, I think I said David Keckner. I'm emceeing the night. Danielle Burnaby just helped me uh, produce it. And uh, you can buy tickets at loveofpete.brownpapertickets.com. They're 20 bucks a piece. All proceeds go to Pete O'Neill. All of it. All the dough goes, it, you buy the ticket on that website, it goes right in Pete O'Neill's pocket. How that happens directly into his pocket, I don't know, but it's, uh, you know what? The internet is magical. I'm magical. And you know what else is magical? Mitt Romney's underwear. He wears m magical underwear. Is that what they call those <laughs> things that uh, Mormons, Mormons wear? I don't know a fucking thing about the Mormon uh, church. I don't. I don't. I know suddenly Romney, out of nowhere, said that uh, he will not take God off of the American currency, which was a, he said with a bold sort of, hey, I'm not going to do it. And the weird thing is, nope, nobody's this year is uh, really fucking upset about that. There's no upsetness about that. He's But he's just stirring that pot because them fucking politicians just like to make drama so we get distracted. Nobody. I, also, my uh, 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 that's it. I just uh, my brain is really messed up today. It's super hot here in L.A. Uh, my dog, my dog Charlie, it's his birthday. He's 21 in dog years, and we're gonna go out and get fucked up. My dog and I, my, he's my best friend. He's man's best friend. He's specifically my best friend, which is weird because anytime I ask him to borrow money, he just fucking looks at me. Like, I'm fucking crazy. I call him up. I'm like, yo, Charlie, I got a DUI. I'm in jail. You going to bail me out? And he's like, he doesn't come. He's like, I don't got a doggy credit card. I don't got doggy currency. But you know what? 
he listens to my bullshit. He listens. So, you know what? We're going to go get fucked up on my dog's birthday. We're going to go get some dog pussy. I don't personally am a fan of dog pussy, but when it's your dog's, when it's your homie dog's best day birthday thing, you go, all right, man, I'll fucking tap some doggy pussy. Let's go fucking, fucking deuce a dog, Charlie, and high five each other while I fuck that dog in the mouth and you hit that dog pussy. <laughs> It's too bad dogs can only do doggy style. They don't know the pleasures of missionary. Dogs never dogs never get to look at one another in the eye when they make love. They don't know one another's fuck faces, and that's a shame. Dogs truly don't know what it is like to make love. They don't know love. They just know let's breed, let's fuck, let's make a baby. I want a baby. We should all have babies. I think babies, people are right. People who have babies, when they say, oh, it's magical, it's wonderful, my baby's unique, my baby's different, they're right. And you know what? My baby's going to be special. It's going to be, and not like retarded special. It's going to be wonderful. My baby, I'm certain my baby is the one that's going to cure cancer or write a fucking really good piece of music or make a great pie. One of those three things my dog is going to do. My dog, I'm because I'm going to fuck a dog with my dog, and then I'm going to have a dog baby. I'm going to have a dog baby, and it's going to cure cancer. And then Christians are going to be like, see what happened when we made gay marriage happen? We Everybody let gay marriage happen, and now this guy fucked a dog, and we're really upset about it, even though that dog baby cured cancer. And then I'm going to be persecuted. Because I made a baby. Just I just you know there's we have so much extra water and so much extra air and the world is going in such a great way. Make a baby, everybody. Fucking throw one more piece of wood on that flaming fire that is Earth. <laughs> that's going up in a shitstorm flame. I think that's enough out of me. Let's uh, get on with the conversation there with, uh, with, my, with my UFO pal, Steve Bird. Uh, Steve Bird, self-proclaimed UFO expert. Yeah, expert. Is, I use that loosely. Just I'm a enthusiast, maybe. Enthusiast? Yeah. I'm a self-proclaimed fuck expert, but okay, well, I, I never do any. Really? But I'm proclaiming it. But you can be. <laughs> See, it's just a word. You can, you can place it upon yourself. So how does uh, how, do, how does one claim to be a self-proclaimed uh, UFO? What is that tale? Uh, well, I, I, uh, I've been reading and devouring UFO books, documentaries, journals since I was like, Five years old. Five years old. Where First, would... It, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And my, this quick little story is my, my mom took me to a library and told me I could check out any book. And I checked out a book on UFOs and a book on magic. And so I had her read it to me. And then from there, I just read every book I could literally find in Omaha. Since you were five? Since I was five. Since I could really read and, like, you know, comprehend language and... Was, it, was there anything that led up to that? Or was it just a no. random, I just grabbed this book and... Yeah. I'm one of those few, like... UFO enthusiasts who have not had an experience at all, or paranormal, or anything weird. It's never happened to me. No ghosts, no nothing. No ghosts, and like everyone I know, I feel has had something happen to them, but nothing for me. You never even thought, like, hey, I saw a UFO. I have, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm so skeptical that I'm like, nah, it's you know probably a Chinese lantern or you know <laughs> swamp gas or something. You know, is that a common thing? Swamp gas. It is. Well, swamp gas. It, it was a thing that. I, I could go into it now, or I can go into it later. But uh, it's going to swamp um, gas. Okay, so uh, in the I think late in the early '60s, uh, the Naval Intelligence created a program called Project Blue Book, and they had scientists, physicists, and uh, other military like aviation experts. They formed a you know government funded group called Project Blue Book, who actually looked into cases. And over and over again, they made up this excuse when, you know, there would be mass sightings of like 500 people in Michigan saw this thing. Gerald Ford even saw it and said, we need to look into this. And then they came back and said it was swamp gas, which basically isn't really an explanation for a nuts and bolts craft that hovers above a small city. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean. <laughs> it, what did people claim that they saw? They, like That was back in the, the saucer era where people were seeing, you know, the typical saucer uh, it was just a, you know, circular craft with, you know, a little, you know, uh, uh, gosh, what are you going, you know, a, a thing that extended out in the middle, you know, like with a little home, the very basic, you know, 
yeah, the, the plate-looking thing. Yeah, you know, the day the Earth is still type UFO. Do you think uh, that's pretty common that the government's like, eh, it's... Because do, do you think people would go fucking batshit crazy if they discovered... They were like, yeah, there's aliens, and they've been I, poking around our I house. kind of do. I kind of do. But I also am not the conspiracy theorist where I think the government has all this alien technology and is hiding a bunch of stuff. I think they probably know that there is maybe a phenomenon out there that they cannot explain, and... I think it benefits them more to say, we do know about this stuff, and, but we can't tell you guys, and it's classified, you know? And I think that helps them keep other projects secret, such as like Area 51. I think, you know, I think maybe they were the ones who propelled the whole UFO mythos of that place. And, and there's interesting evidence about that. The whole, I'll go into it later, now or whenever, but the whole disinformation thing of the 80s, which is... This information of uh, did you say the eighties, nineteen eighties? The nineteen eighties. There was um, the oh, OF OFSI, I believe, which was like the awful uh, Office of Naval Intelligence set up has like kind of like you know it's a internal affairs type, almost like an agency within the Air Force, and that, I mean it's a real agency, but and this is really true. There's multiple books and even people who, you know, were in the agency who said we did do this during the Cold War, that they would plant people at UFO conventions and try to, like, they would pay other ufologists to spread rumors in the UFO world, what, which is really interesting. What would the benefit of these, what was the theory behind these rumors like? Some of the theories were to lead them to a dead end. To, so, I mean, like, you know, like, for example, Roswell, the guy who wrote the first book on Roswell wasn't even like a big, you know, today that's like, you know, the mother of all UFO stories. But that wasn't even like a known thing until the early 80s. And there was an, a guy named William Moore who was the first guy who was kind of paid off and co-opted by this group. And he was the one who wrote the Roswell book. So a lot of people are like, well, was he pushed by this group, uh, this agency and it's a government. It's a government agency. It is. It's a, it still exists, and it's you know. And it's a document. It's not like a made up. No, no, movie. not at all. Yeah, I mean, it's very real, easily checked upon. But yeah, the whole there, there's a great little anecdote that I'll tell you about. So William Moore, this guy who's probably the most famous ufologist who they infiltrated, he was. Um, there was this guy named Paul Benowitz in New Mexico who was like this aviation mogul. He like, you know, had a cargo business and he would do a lot of contracts for the Air Force and really rich guy, just, you know, millionaire. And he was kind of a UFO enthusiast and he kept on saying he was seeing like crafts hover around the Dulce, New Mexico base. And so he was contacting them. And then they sent William Moore, the ufologist, to start for years planting information to him. And it ended up driving this guy insane. Like the, the government, or like, you know, this government agency would go into his house, rearrange his furniture to try to make him go crazy and do all this amazing stuff. And he ended up going crazy and going to a mental institution and dying there. And that, that's just like one of the strongest cases of the disinformation thing. But <clears throat> I mean, it's. They would just go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going a mile a minute. It's no, it's, it's like yeah. You're like, oh, rearranging yeah. his furniture. It's yeah. like I know frat guys who do that too. Yeah, I know, but it's <laughs> is I know they're doing this childish stuff to try to drive this guy insane, and it absolutely worked. And so it was discrediting the UFO thing. You know the whole. You know if you see like on CNN, like remember you're from Chicago. Yeah. The 2007 O'Hara incident. Do you recall that at all? I was, was not in, but what was that? There was a big sighting above, I think, Terminal Seven of the United Terminal where. All these people from United, two pilots, a bunch of civilian witnesses said they saw this gray-like saucer thing hovering above the terminal, and then it shot up into the air and actually made holes in the clouds. And it was it was a big story. Like it was on all over Chicago Public News. It was in the Chicago Tribune, and it was on CNN. You know, Fox News, blah blah blah. And the thing that they you know commonly do is that they'll talk about the thing, and at the end they'll cue in the X Files music. And then they'll kind of like make a little joke and oh yeah, you know. At the end, so it, sort of so it discredit, yeah, right, so right, right. It's only for wing nuts and drunk rednecks and stuff. And so, do you think that's a conscious thing? Because it's like I do think it's a conscious thing. I do. I think I, I think you know it's a risk to report this stuff. It's a risk to write about it. It's a risk for a physicist to look into it. I mean, it makes them look crazy. It's there, there was a guy named John Mack in the 90s who was a Harvard professor who won the Pulitzer Prize for writing about child psychology. This guy was, he was the shit. I mean, he was a very intelligent man, incredibly respected in his field. He was a Harvard guy. 
Anyways, he started getting into the whole abduction thing, you know, thinking there was nothing there, but he was asked to look into it and kind of do some hypnotic regression on some abductees. And he ended up dropping everything and absorbing himself into it, and he was convinced there was something going on. Now, he wasn't saying there were aliens from other planets visiting, but there's something that we don't understand that's not sleep paralysis, that's not a night terror, and it's not like a made-up story in their subconscious. He said there is something going on that we don't understand, but it's very real. Because I've often wondered with, uh, this gets, might get a little dark, sure. but like people who were like, oh, I, I got abducted in anal probe. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I'm like, maybe they're sort of projecting sexual abuse or something like that. And then it's like, it makes it more tolerable. Yep. Of a way that so it's like oh that's just their way of transferring this fucking uh, somebody diddled my butthole <laughs> yeah and placing blame upon like you know some kind of huge bigger force. right I I actually completely agree with you and and my whole thing is like I find a lot of this stuff interesting but I'm not a believer I'm agnostic I sit on the fence with all this stuff you don't so you don't you just fascinated <clears throat> by it. you don't personally yourself believe that there's UFOs or you do oh no I believe that there's a, a phenomenon of something in our skies in in our atmosphere that is roaming around that's not ours but to say that it's an alien from another zeta reticuli i mean how do i know that i mean you know like it could be something that's is that so a real planet though? Our perce- zeta particular i think it's a constellation that is real yes <laughs> <laughs> or the pleiades i mean you know there's all these oh, yeah, i've had a chick who communicates with the pleiades on my show i would like to get in touch with she her. was uh Oh, yeah, she's actually in a, She was my second episode. Are you shitting me? Yeah, she she talks to I aliens. I haven't that one yet. Oh, well, get on it. Yeah, yeah, well, no, I, she. I'm all over that. But but then but you think like because I, I I question like all right she claims she's talking to Polydians, but it's like I I mean I can say I'm talking to him too. I mean and sure. the, and there's so many people yeah. who out there willing to go along with it because it is like to a degree like like religion or something that people glob onto because it gives them some kind of like I think you hit the nail on the head and that's where my thinking is I think UFOs have become or are going to be the new religion of the 21st century I think you know religions come and go there's fads I mean there's Scientology Mormonism which is basically a UFO religion in my opinion is is Mormon is, is oh my real? god yes dude so, are, so Romney believes in <laughs> oh yeah I mean he, he already wears magic underpants I mean does he really oh yeah I don't. What are magic? Pa- what are they? I spent a couple summers in Utah, and it's for the most part a lovely place, you know. But I, I'd like Salt Lake City. I've been there I I was for a week. It's beautiful and a bastion it. of you know free thinking and somewhat of a normal city. You know, it's kind of like a small Denver. Yeah. But the Mormons believe in some pretty far out things. I mean, all religions do, in my opinion. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... Wait, guy living in a whale sounds uh, far fetched <laughs> yeah. to you? But they all, you know, like if, if they stick to their, you know. The believings and teachings, they all get their own planet with their families. And, you know, there's kind of like an alien god. They, they in their, a lot of them are huge, hugely into UFOs. I wonder if people knew that much. Because I don't think people really fully understand Mormonism. Not that I'm saying that people should it's be hard to. intolerant of other mm-hmm. beliefs. But, like, I would find it hard to believe that that's a guy people would want to elect as president. <laughs> I agree. Oh, I think anyone who has a... Well, I mean, this is maybe a little rude to say, but I think anyone with a strong dogmatic belief in any religion is scary. Oh, I, I don't. That's not rude to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just you know, like any, you know, even Obama being, you know, proclaiming his faith and going to church every Sunday. I'm like, Ugh, they kind of have know. to. That's what really annoys me. They have me. to, which is gross to me. It is gross, and it shouldn't. Like every time I hear a president or any politician say, like, "God bless America," I'm like, you really shouldn't say that. Yeah. I know it's like that's the main thinking of this country, but. I'm so, I fully am like church and state, so yeah. shut your fuck. Like, do your job, do I, the politics. Agreed, man. I'd be more interested in like you know a Bill Hicks type guy who's like you know Satan bless America. <laughs> He's got the good records, man. He's shown the good movies down there. You know, like that'd be much more interesting to me. Absolutely. <laughs> so like here, but like here's like if there were people who had dealt with, doesn't it seem like there'd be like almost some kind of rogue guy, like almost a a Daniel Ellsberg of the. You know, that he was the Pentagon Papers guy who, mm-hmm. who would be like, that somehow something would have gotten out. Like a whistleblower. I mean, there is a lot of whistleblowers. There, there's been numerous uh, Washington press conferences in, or the, what was it, the Washington Press Corps where they have that bit, it's that room where, yeah. not, the, not the White House one, but where they have like big press conferences. There's been about three. And they've had, you know, 
Air Force people, ex-Pentagon workers, I mean, you name it, NASA guys come out and say, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Now, whether or not, you know, because of their credentials, that makes them any more credible. I mean, it seems like it would to me, but, right. you know, it, it's still, it's still like, for the most part, completely ignored, you know. And, and I understand people have to worry about paying their taxes, going to work, and supporting a family and stuff, so maybe they don't have time to think about this stuff. <laughs> you know, well, I do. I'm single. I'm an actor. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I have nothing else to do. Because it seems like a lot of people, too, it's like, I used to think, too, it's like, why would the government, especially in this era of, like, let's keep everybody fucking terrified. Yeah. It seems like that to be like, yeah, there's aliens out there. So yeah. we get, it almost seems like it would be a great way to control people. It's a control system. That's absolutely, I could not agree with you more. It is. It's another way of saying, you know, like, we're not going to tell you that we know or we know, but wink, we kind of, we do know about this stuff. We have Area 51. I think they're a big part of the projection of the government, you know, the whole X-Files era where in the 90s it was all about governments and conspiracies, Roswell, Area 51 and all that stuff. And I think they are a, it makes sense to me that they're a big part of projecting that. Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's funny when, not that, that I'm a nine eleven conspiracy guy, but right. when people are like, "How can our government do such a thing?" It's like I know what I've done for a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. When you're talking billions of dollars, not to like, mention the amount of world leaders we've assassinated that the CIA has gone so, "Yep, do it," you know, without going to the Senate or the President. I mean, like, yeah, it's weird to me that people have like this blind faith in our yeah. government when it's like really like we're, we've been killing people for hundreds of years agreed <laughs> yeah like, i mean like yeah i mean we're no saints by we, any means. we seem to forget the whole native american thing yeah let's i mean let's yeah you could even go back to the beginning of america wow i mean we started off horribly you know <laughs> like you know trying to make people believe in you know our puritanical ways and yeah it's, it's just it's, our track record is not excellent but we forget quick Boy, we do. Yeah, some guy pointed out the other day, he's like, we all joke around year-round about how politicians are liars and whatnot, and then November comes and we just completely forget it. And it's and like, I'm guilty of that too, man. Like, I canvassed for Obama, and I'm so, I mean, I'm going to vote for him, but, like, I'm not wild about what he's done, you know? I'm not either, but that, it was weird. Somebody said something last night, and this is getting off, but maybe right. Obama's a space alien. Yeah. But, like, somebody said, like, this, this like... The Republicans also did try to set out to make us dissatisfied with like, and I was like, I was getting really, and I was like, almost on the verge of like, I don't think I'm going to vote, but I'm like, eh, yeah. But I have weird philosophies on voting anyway. But that's besides, right, right. <laughs> I mean, but like, you ever what is it? Do you, like you know the Illuminati conspiracies? Sure. And, oh yeah, I find all this stuff it's so entertaining. <laughs> it is. It's like reading Entertainment Weekly for me. To, see that, and that's like the thing. I love with, it. With people say like so, you, yeah. But do I believe in it? No, I mean it's um, so much of it is just you know, it is crazy people you know with crazy theories, but they're interesting. And every once in a while, you're like, huh, eh, you might be onto something. I kind of, it's weird. It's like as skeptical as I've been my whole life. I've always been like, yeah, there's probably. And then you see certain, uh, oh, fuck, what was the documentary I watched a few months ago? It was a, like a four-parter on the Netflix, and it's all about the the pyramids and blah blah blah. Oh. And then I have certain friends who are like, "No, no, they could build, they could have built the pyramids. We don't need like without aliens right, and right. stuff." Do but you, but I I think hasn't that sort of been like I I haven't heard that actually that they can build the pyramids with our technology. Have you've heard that? I don't. That's what I do. Yeah. I have no you're, fucking. You're idea. I look at the pyramids and I'm like, how the fuck did you? Yeah, we would have a hard time is, doing that today. Yeah, I mean, a really hard time. I'm sure it could be done. I mean, how? I feel like how could we not build a pyramid now? But <laughs> how the fuck did they do it back then? I mean, like, it's crazy to me. Yeah, and I find that stuff interesting. And now, kind of one of the new like you know fads in the UFO world is the whole ancient aliens. You know, there's that. TV that's show. the documentary. H yeah, that's yeah, exactly ancient aliens program. And you know, it's. Very entertaining. Like, I, I love because, you know, they go all over the world and show these beautiful places and these amazing structures that seem really hard, you know, to make that people would have had to chisel with something as strong as diamond. You know, like, I, it, is, it is curious to me. Some of the things are a little bit hard to... But if you looked on the flip of that, it's like, would that... Because, like, you watch that and, like, anything, I go, oh, yeah, I guess so. But yeah. then it's like, well, maybe not, though. Just yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe there was another way to do it without a diamond. They're just saying it so it makes it seem... And I never... Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to squeeze it into their agenda, for sure. And, I mean, they, they take some liberties. Some of the things are like, you know, did aliens cause plagues? Did they cause the Black Plague? <laughs> you know, or, like, the God and Alien episode. I'm like, good Lord. So, so much of it is... 
I think if you are a believer in Christianity, then you have to, you know, like, I mean, so much of it hinges yeah. on Bible stuff. And to me, that's like, well, the Bible's a, a book that's not even that entertaining, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a dime, lot of incest in it's that like book. It's like a pulpy dime store, you know, sci-fi book. You know that. <laughs> I mean, I've read a lot better. You know, <coughs> whoever wrote that is no Philip K. Dick, in my opinion. No, yeah, the Bible is pretty great stuff. Yeah, it is. It's wild. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about that I wanted to mention that is what's interesting to me in that it, 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 it almost boggles my mind that in mythology classes and stuff, it's not Tom War, is that the alien archetype is now so strong and ingrained in our modern culture. It's like, you know, I think it started, you know, really when Whitley Straber, you, you ever heard the book Communion? It was like a yeah, big yeah, bestseller in the 80s. That, and really that, he claimed that was true, right? That that happened? Yeah, well, yeah but what he... What people, or that was contact. No, yeah, it was. He does claim that this actually happened, but he also is good about saying, I'm not saying they're aliens from another planet. I'm saying something, some sentient, you know, being or beings made contact with me and performed, you know, violent <laughs> surgeries and <laughs> very evasive, you know, chip planting and whatnot. So I mean, his book Communion is really interesting and some of his follow-ups to Communion and his like kind of, you know, philosophy and the whole thing. It's interesting. Now, I, I actually sort of believe that Willie Strieber believes in what he's saying. Now, whether I believe if it's all true, I mean, how do I know, you know? But it's, yeah, it's hard to disprove, like, I mean, we could write a book, and yeah. we could be like, yeah, we went on a road trip, and then, sure. and people would probably be like, oh, yeah, I get, like, it's weird how people, how, like you said, yeah. like religion, how easily people are willing to, and I think that's just an innate human thing, where you just like, I want to believe something crazy, yeah, it's <laughs> like, like Jesus. You know, it's the faith concept, it's like, you know, I mean, you talked, you know, I, I have a friend who's pretty religious, and, you know, like a lifelong Catholic, and. You know, he. I'm not, I'm not like a guy. I, I don't care if you're religious or not, as long as you don't, you know, preach it and push it on me. But we were talking, and he was like, you know, and I was like, it's crazy that you believe this stuff. And he's like, well, it's not necessarily that I believe it, but I have faith in it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, I have, I, but I sort of have a problem with faith too. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's, it's just it makes it life a lot more tolerable when you're like oh I got this sh like I don't have to think about it's and when I die and it's like I'm sorry but prob like there's a theory of thought like that they call that spiritual materialism of like it's wanting like all these things that and it's not dealing with your life in the present right it's almost like you know it's like oh I'm gonna go on a vacation I mean, imagine a world where we dealt with life in the present where everyone had people you know thought and acted like when this life is over it's done so let's make it the best we can now. I think too many people are worried about like doing deeds and leaving, leading a life that will reward them in the afterlife. <laughs> but guys, I mean, you know, <laughs> but that's like in the, like both existentialism and like Buddhism, like those kind of philosophies are very much like, I think Buddhism is very misrepresented because mm -hmm. people, that's a very like, there's no God, there's no soul. Yeah. There's a, there is a continue, continuation, yeah. sort of, but it's just more of a scientific, like, hey, your energy becomes part, you become part of the trees, and you go on the ground, and like a cycle of things, opposed to like, you know, I'm gonna fucking skip around fucking with St. Peter. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Because that just seems preposterous. It, it does. That seems you know? solely ego-based. It does. It is, I mean, that's what I feel a lot of religion is solely ego-based. Or, or any dogmatic belief. And I, I feel the same way about ufology. It's like there's a kind of a rogue group of punk rock ufologists who are these guys who are hated by the majority of the ufology world who is like, it's, you know, the ETH theory, which is the extraterrestrial hypothesis. And those guys are like, it's that and nothing else. Don't waste your time looking into if they're interdimensional or if they're a Carl Jungian archetype that's... And Carl Jung, which is interesting, actually wrote a book at the end of his life about UFOs. Really? Yes. And he was incredibly interested in the paranormal towards the end of his life. And he was like, there's something there. There's something there, but it's much more complicated, much more perplexing, and probably way out of our realm of perception to even understand. Wow. Because yeah. Heath believed... That there was like another level underneath the subconscious, which I don't know yes. how much he went into, but he was like, there are levels of our, which makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Carl Jung guy. My my girlfriend or fiance, I should say. Oh, uh, congratulations! Thank you. Very reason. <laughs> when did that you. happen? <laughs> well, this summer. <laughs> we have been dating for ten years, so <laughs> you know, like, it's really a matter of me like being a man and you know doing the right thing. Do you live together? Oh yeah, we lived together for a long time. She's great. She's a good girl. Good I got girl. a dog. I got you know, a dog. It's as close as I get. Beautiful dog that is. Thank you. <laughs> Put a ring on that finger. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So we're both. We have like you know Carl Jung discussions all the time, and she's like almost a scholar of Carl Jung and a lot of his stuff to me kind of explains a lot of the paranormal esoteric thinking or philosophies. Like in what way? Well, in, in, in the way of like archetypes and stuff like that. And I'm going to go in and I'm going to talk about this guy, Jacques Vallée, to help me explain Carl Jung because he's, Tough to explain for me. Um, I can read him and understand it, but then I, it's hard to talk about. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm the same way with a lot of things. Like if yeah. I read something and then people are like, oh, so tell me about that. I'm like, uh, I, I get it. Read this and then we can talk. <laughs> yeah. We, like, it's like you have to be on the same level because it's kind of deep, heady yeah. stuff. But this author named Jacques Vallée, who is, he worked for DARPA, which is a big you know defense industry type thing. And he was actually one of the guys who in, kind of came up with the internet for DARPA before it was you know released like back in the 70s, an incredibly intelligent physicist, astrophysicist and computer science guy. I went to Northwestern, blah, blah, blah. And he's a French dude. And he, you know, at the beginning of his career, he was really interested in UFOs and stuff and totally bought into it. They're aliens from another planet. But then he started looking back in antiquity, back in the Ho Chi Minh dynasty, back in the, you know, the Julius Caesar days, and finding all these, like, wonderful documented UFO sightings. We were talking about flying shields in the air, you know, the stuff that they didn't have names for. You know, we call it a flying saucer now, but, you know, they would call it flying shields. All over the world, they were saying the same type of thing. You know, yet they didn't have telephones or internet or, you know, even periodicals that reached across the world. So people were saying the same thing. And I'm talking about going back and back. But he kind of explains a lot of this stuff, like like folklore, UFOs of folklore, where, like, you know, people saw fairies or dragons or trolls in Norway or whatever but he said it's he thinks it's like an evolving phenomenon an evolving energy like an intelligent energy that's maybe earth-based or interdimensionally based but that keeps on evolving itself in <clears throat> to where humans can understand it like you know back in the day they you know fairies were a big part of lore and culture in a lot of societies right and so maybe whatever this is it showed itself as a fairy and then once they evolved a little bit it showed itself as a dragon and then you know Years later, a flying shield. And, you know, to us, once we kind of got into the space age in the 40s during, you know, you know, post-World War II, it was introduced as into a flying saucer. And then even now, it's still evolving. You know, now you do not see many flying saucers. It's all triangular-shaped-based crafts. That's like 90% of the nuts and bolts craft sightings you see is triangular. So you don't see the flying saucer more. It's constantly changing and evolving, it's, which is really interesting to me. Yeah, what? What can you ex- explain why that is? Like, why? It's just... I, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. And you know, I understand why people, you know, on the surface who don't like look into this stuff, you hear about UFOs, it's like, oh yeah, of course, it's an alien from another planet. That's the easiest way for humans, I think, to understand this phenomenon. But if you look, I mean, I couldn't tell you why I, it, it's evolving. I, and I guess his theory is that it's always evolving and always will evolve. And it's something that maybe we'll never understand, but it's going to constantly change. You know, who knows? In 30 years, it may be like a flying bicycle. You know, that, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? I mean, like, so... That'd be great. Yeah, it would be cool. And maybe it's one of those, you know, collective unconscious things. It's Maybe it's just a hologram and a, a thing we see that's in our subconscious. I mean, like, it's so wild to me. Is there any, like, footage that you've ever seen of, like, or, or that they kind of can't dispute because usually they're like yeah. oh it's like there's some dude <clears throat> with a fucking string and a there there is there's one photograph that is amazing to me and it's a uh, military it was one of the first satellites they put up in a god i think it was maybe like in the 60s or late 60s or 70s and it was a satellite and they the satellite took a picture of over this like um this like mountainside i think in brazil and there is a beautiful like circular silver metallic craft that's right there that you know, it was analyzed by military, all kinds of people, and they're like, that's definitely not placed. And this is before, like, you know, the digital age. Where you, I mean, the thing now with UFO 
video or photographs, anything can be faked. That is not evidence anymore. In my it opinion. always amazes me when people post these pictures on Facebook and shit. Yeah. And like, like the thing with the shark swimming around an escalator and they were like, and it was like, does, why does it, it's, that's another sign of yeah. like, why are people so quick to b- believe things, especially in an age when it's so easy to fucking bullshit Anything everybody. Can, I mean, have you ever seen those like those UFOs in Haiti where they're like going over the beach and it, it is beautiful. The video, I've yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was leading up to a trailer for. So a movie. did I. And it, I mean, I think I what I heard it was like some special effects want to be trying to get attention from movie people, but and it probably it's worked. Smart. It was yeah. great, you know, like where was I? Oh, we were talking about that one. Yeah, oh, the, uh, the Brazil. One. Right. So this this picture though, I I can send you the link. It's phenomenal it's a beautiful picture and no one could disprove it like as far as like so they're like yes something is there in the photograph it was not you know painted over or placed in later it was actually like then they, they analyzed the negative and back then it was easier to disprove something you know and they you know they do sh- they like you know measure the shading and the, the shadows and stuff and there was a way to detect back then before the digital age if something was real or not and they're saying Hundred percent, there was a tangible object there. Was not military. So we don't know what it was. And to me, that's the picture that always sticks out in my head of like the best photographic evidence. Now, there's some like video taken in the '70s and '80s, and even you know back in probably even the '60s and '50s that is interesting. And but I, I can't say for sure if it is great evidence or you know I, I just don't know. When was like uh, other than when was the like most recent sighting? Like how often? And like I just like it never ever gets like you said mm-hmm. it gets always kind of joke sort of news. Has there yeah. ever been one where they're like I don't like where the news was even like I don't fucking well, know. I'll tell you what. In in ninety seven there was the big Phoenix lights. Do you hear? Have you heard about that? I think that, so. Now this was an interesting case because I mean I think upwards of like ten thousand people witnessed this thing, including the governor, and. <clears throat> this thing was a triangular shape. This is actually kind of when the triangular shape based crafts were coming into the, uh, pop, you know, into popular culture. And this thing was like the, you know, people measured, like estimated that it was like three football fields long. Triangular shape, it blacked out all the stars above and w- went over freeways. It went from like Tucson to Phoenix. They tracked it. And that was a mass sighting. That's like the last big mass sighting. That actually got a lot of attention. It was in, you know, the New York Times, LA Times. It was world, big world news. In America, they don't report this stuff as much. In Russia, they report the shit out of it. In really? China, they report the shit out of it. I wonder like, why that year, is. Last year, there was a great case in China where the biggest international airport was shut down for three hours because there was something hovering in the airspace that was not theirs. And so that was kind of a good case that just really went away. But yeah, why does and for two? I mean, or two, and yeah. for two though I didn't say a one. <laughs> <laughs> but like China is not that you know they they love their propaganda machine yeah. big time. So I mean that could be another just like absolutely keep, keep your people and probably America probably, doesn't propaga- yeah. do any propaganda yeah, ever. Oh, not at all. <laughs> but it does it does seem like if thousands of people see this, don't you like? Wouldn't there? be a rally or do they just feel like or is there so much they they do i mean it's interesting like in the phoenix case thousands of people were calling the military they were calling the faa they were calling their local news they were calling the police i mean the police fielded hundreds of calls that night but what do you do about it you know it's you know it's like you know they can call they want and all they say is yeah they're flares end of story we're not gonna discuss it anymore and they're very you know they don't want to discuss it you know i think i think probably because they don't know and if they were to admit that something is flying around in our airspace that they don't know about, well, that's a major threat, right? Especially in the age of terrorism and everything. Yeah, our government. It, wouldn't it you be know. interesting if, because <clears throat> politicians can never, like, not... You're oh, crazy if you do, you know, if you mention something about this. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Or, I mean, I was oh, going to say, even admit they, that they're wrong, like, oh, or we don't know. Yeah. Like, it's always, and that's, there's always got to be this, it's weird, because I've, I keep referencing this on my show, and everyone's going to think I'm a... But I, I watched this thing about the Dalai Lama, and he will, like, it, you know, because he does political shit, and sure. he, he's, he'll admit, like, uh, I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, which it's is like, beautiful, right? Right. And it's like, wouldn't it be great if they just went, we don't know, sorry. Yeah. But it's because they're afraid everyone's going to sort of... They don't trust the populace. If they, they think we're all going to... You know, there'd probably be, like, five guys who get out their shotguns and start shooting people. Right, yeah. I mean, there, there would be, and I think, it, it, I think it would... 
I think they're, they don't want to admit that they're not certain about everything. And to me, I don't trust certainty at all, period, in, in life in general, you know? And, like, I think the fact if, you know, the government would say, like, there's something flying around our airspace that we don't know about, I think people would find that threatening. And I can kind of see why, I guess, you know? So, yeah. yeah. But I to mean, me, it's like, I, I feel that most, whether or not, you know, people believe, you know, something else has visited Earth or is coexisting with us on Earth, I think a lot of people, I'm not sure if a lot of people would would entertain that idea. I think a lot of people, you know, almost everyone now thinks there's life out there somewhere, right? I mean, I think, yeah, like, somewhere, seem, you know, like... It seems insane especially that Especially with the would... theory of the multiverse now, where, you know, they thought there was just a universe, now they're like, oh, there's actually a multiverse. What is that thing? Is, Multi- that, like a, the, is that like a scientific thing, or like yeah, a no, theory? Yeah, no, it's a scientific... Well, it's a theory that they're like, with quantum mechanics, that they think is definitely true. Like, Stephen Hawking describes it as a, pouring a glass of champagne... You see, like, you know, a thousand, thousands and millions of bubbles. He's like, we're one bubble, and the rest of those bubbles are other universes. Yeah, that makes total sense, It makes so. total sense. <laughs> it does make total sense. So within that multiverse, to think that there's no other intelligent life out there is crazy. Now, I, no one can prove that, but we're very, we are very limited, you know? like I do like that it's always life that's, in, there's never life that's out there dumber than us. It's always like we're the yeah, dumb ones. And totally, and that's what I think. I mean, I think, I think. I mean, f- we are dumb. I mean, we, yeah. I don't think we, if, I sometimes I just think I'm like, like, uh, if I can watch these political speeches and people talk about God and I'm like, or people still saying like, well, God told me. It's like, really? Like, really? You still or ev- or creationism yeah. and all that? I'm like, really? It, like, we still fucking believe this shit? And you tell me, is how, is that any crazier than someone saying they channeled an alien? No, it isn't. <laughs> it's the same damn thing, man. It's like an ethereal, Absolutely. mythological, whatever you have it. You know, it's and th- that's what keeps me interested. Is that like some people are interested in religion and God? Well, I'm interested in this because it's a lot more fun, dude. It's sci-fi. <laughs> it's neat, you know. Yeah, I'm, but it's like you know, certain things can like a scientist. Most mm-hmm. scientists will be. Lo- I forget what the theory is called, but if it's like if it seems like it, it just seems logical that aliens would exist. Yeah. then yeah, it, it, they probably exist. Like it's the shortest way to solve that issue. Right. And of course they do. Or yeah, other I mean, life. something else exists. You know, in, 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 you know, it's. I just wish they'd keep landing in Arizona just to really piss off those guys because they got so many other immigration problems. <laughs> they do. I mean, honestly, yeah, a whole new... <laughs> Let me see your papers. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I just... Uh, I forgot where my point was about the creationism and... Oh, yeah, just that we, we, we are... It's the only time that human the human species plays itself out to be dumber than everybody. Right. Is when it's other... And why is that? I, 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 that's a great question. I don't know. I mean, because in my opinion, the first time, you know, in 100, 200,000 years from now that we find life, and that we do explore space and find life, it'll be microbial. And then the next time will probably be like a planet of slugs. But maybe they're more intelligent than us. Who knows? Or maybe they're <laughs> dumb as fuck. Maybe we'll meet like some gray-looking aliens who are just dipshits. That, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, there is definitely... The, I think I think the whole reason behind, in my opinion, that people think they're so much more advanced and you know evolved and more intelligent is that they're coming here. Right. And we can't go there. Yeah, that so makes it's, sense. It's, I think for a technological aspect, that wouldn't make sense if you buy into that but like and if they did find something when up in mars which even if they did find like a single cell animal would they be would they share that with it because it seems like that would be of great scientific importance but that almost seems like it enough to set a lot of people off in a tizzy agreed and i i i mean i i mean and i'm not you know again i don't want to sound like a conspiracy theory now because i'm really not i think there are conspiracies out there but i most of them are horseshit but I'm not convinced NASA would, or whoever is, you know, controlling the space, you know, research would really tell us. Because I think people would start to think too much. I think the dumber you can make the public in the world, you know, the more control they have. The easier we are to control. And that's, like, I mean, goes back to conspiracy stuff. But, I mean, that's, I do think that a lot about religion. And it's like, especially, like with the evangelicals with this creationist shit and it's like the church my mom goes to it's like she's told they tell them how to vote yeah and it's like i heard someone say like jesus would vote for and i'm like jesus wouldn't fucking vote for either of these guys oh no, <laughs> man he would run himself 
<laughs> you know, and you know, everyone, like, everything would be great. <laughs> everyone forget about that guy turning over the tables in the temples. Like, he would be so fucking pissed. He'd be so pissed. And that's, that's what actually, like, they just pick and choose the aspects of religion or what the Bible tells them or the, the stories that they like, you know. It's, it's just, it, it's, it's a, yeah, a constant pe- way of stirring up uh, garbage. It is, and it's, I, I, it's, it's, it's crazy that people don't see that, you know. And I'm, I, I, was, I guess I was lucky or maybe I'm unlucky, but I... I I know nothing about religion, really, other than what I've, like, read on my own, because I, I had no religion growing up. Like, my parents didn't really ram it down my throat. And that's probably, like, my brother was telling me we were, you know, drunk and lost over Christmas, and we were like, you know, he got, he, he, he'll he listen to my UFO talk. When I get drunk, I like to talk about UFOs. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about my hack. I'm getting over cold. Uh, but he was saying, he's like, maybe it's because we had no religion growing up and you were searching for something else that was otherworldly that could give you hope and answer, you know, hard questions for you. And he's, maybe he's right, you know? So maybe I'm guilty of like looking at paranormal and esoterica in general as a religion. It's an interesting point. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think people have an innate nature to seek something out. And like, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a few friends who are like very hardcore, like it's science, and it's. Just, but I'm like, I think there's. Uh, I mean, even the Dalai Lama sides with he sides with science over spiritual matters, if it's, right. which I think is an f- interesting right. point. But it's like, and I believe, yeah, science. But I'm like, we're also still fucking idiots in the in the world, and we miss a lot of things. I think there's not. Yeah. There's definitely shit beyond us. Like even like Carl Jung, who's a scientist, thought there was like deeper levels that. W- can't really be explained. In he, in, speaking of Carl Jung, I was just going to say this. He was a believer in the scientific scientific method for where we they were back then. He's like, one problem I have about it is, you know, a big thing in science, the scientific method is repeatability and predictability. Mm-hmm. And with something like UFOs or the paranormal, you cannot. There's no. There's like you know, it's never repeated in the same way. Or when you you know. If there's a UFO hotspot and you go out there with all your equipment and certain way, it won't come. You know, it's just you can't predict it. The re- repeatability is like never really happened. So it's like I do feel like a lot of the stuff is worth looking into for the scientific community. But again, if you do, if you're a professor at Northwestern and you start, you know, using your research time or apply for a grant for this stuff, they will ask you to leave. I mean, they tried to run John Mack, who was the Harvard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, psychologist who looked into this stuff, they tried to run him out of Harvard. And basically he was able to stay on because all his colleagues were like, no, he should be doing this. He should be asking tough questions. This is a, a worthy endeavor he's doing. Like he was almost run out of Harvard. A lot of like the big alumni and donors thought he was giving Harvard a bad name, you know? And so it's... So it becomes like a... Pro- it's not like Harvard being like, you're crazy. It's like they don't want their name. They don't want yeah, to look like don't lunatic. associate with us with that because that's a taboo thing. It's like, you know... Like you were talking about nine eleven earlier. If if you were to bring up a nine eleven conspiracy, you're a fucking nut, man. And like, I'm not convinced that there's a nine eleven conspiracy, but like, I'm also not convinced it happened the way it happened. Maybe. I mean, I don't. I don't know. You know, it's it's it's, it's weird if you question everything. I think you know, like yeah. When did we stop? Like, yeah, when it's, it's like, like we went in the seventies. It seemed like people like post Watergate or even like during the Vietnam, where people were like fucking throwing shit around and right. causing trouble and like questioning things. And now it's like. Fucking stay in line. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I don't know. Let me ask you a question. And, you know, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But do you think the JFK assassination was... Get the fuck out. Yeah, do you... (laughs) I'm sorry. I will leave. And I'm taking your dog. No, I mean, it's like... It's clearly not what we think. Yeah. So, in in like, everyone I know, I think, feels that way. In which... I would would venture, I guess, over half the United States thinks that it didn't go down the way it did. I mean, shouldn't there be, like, a rallying cry of, like, you know, I feel like still people should be going, dude, what the fuck happened, man? Like, tell us. We need to know. It's weird how... it's crazy. It was a president, man, and one of the most controversial presidents. Yeah. No, I've watched that video a ton, and it's like, he... It's like, I don't think he's like, oh, I got a tickle on my throat. Yeah. something fucking weird happened. Something weird happened. I don't pretend to know, and I don't... I mean, the, the theories behind it are entertaining to me, but I do think something else... Other than, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald shooting from the book, whatever, depository of it was. Yeah. I, I don't think that was... Did you say suppository? I might have. <laughs> suppository? That's a good way to educate yourself. Don't even have to read the book. Just shut up your ass. 
<laughs> I might have. Uh, I have a speech impediment. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's. It's it's weird that people just get so compl- and like oh okay and it's yeah. like especially in that era where it was like JFK Malcolm X Martin Luther King Robert Kennedy we fucking kill all these people in a matter of eight years all people who six were years? trying to make dramatic changes to the United States too into civil rights yeah even fucking Gandhi got shot and it's like he's like why did you shoot Gandhi yeah like- I mean there there there's there's a commonality between all of them that it's all very fishy to me. And I'm actually, I mean, like, not that I'm, like, you know, rallying on the streets or protesting, but, like, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's, like, isn't it crazy that people don't care more? It seems like, I feel like it is, there is a getting to be a bit of hostility in the culture, which I didn't, which, in a positive way. I agree. I I think think it's it's good. Except, that's the other thing, too, and I've talked about this before, but it's, like, there's a... It, people are demeaning towards you if you're angry again with that demeaning but like being angry is 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 considered wrong yeah or taking a, to uh, uh co- confront people is wrong and a lot of it seems to be the 20 somethings a lot of them but they're also the ones who are behind the occupy thing which i'm a big fan of but the, right. like where they're like oh just take the high road like why do you have to get angry it's like because like People should get angry. Yeah, how and is that the high road to ignore it? You know. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like that's how you keep getting I walked agree. over, and yeah. it's like, it's like it's viewed as a negative thing. It's like, are you like all the people who've caused change in the world? Gandhi was pissed off. So was Martin Luther yeah. King. They just were like, they just handled it well. Right. It's just weird. But and it's like back to these things. It's like, why aren't people just rattling? Like, I think. Yeah. It's, people knew the truth they'd start breaking windows oh, there's so much shit to be mad about dude i mean you know <laughs> i was actually you know, you know terrence mckenna is yes I'm, I'm a big fan of listening to his lectures you know and he was definitely out there and hippy dippy and experimented with all psychedelics which i don't see as a negative thing but like did he he didn't he did pass away brain cancer okay yeah um a couple of years ago i think uh but he he you know i was listening to a lecture last night and he was talking about what an injustice to human rights it is that People are controlling your consciousness that you can't eat that mushroom. You can't take ayahuasca and you can't explore your consciousness on a different, you know, perceptive, is that even a word? Or, or, you know, a different, have a different perception to look at the world and like learn and understand things around you. He's like, it's being controlled. You know, it's like, and I I agree with him to a certain extent. I mean, I I agree that people shouldn't be driving their cars on DMT, you know, like I don't think... (laughs) Or bath salts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or bath salts. I think public safety is definitely an issue, but... Mushrooms. I ate mushrooms at a friend's wedding last week. Did you really? Oh, it was Last so week? Was it fun? It was the best. Dude, I haven't done them forever because... I hadn't done them in forever either. I'm scared. That's why. I'm scared. I was scared, but this wedding had this sort of like anything can go type of thing. Oh. And it was like... And someone was like, hey, do you... And I was like... Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was like I've and it wasn't like I didn't get into the dark realm. I was like everything was really like awesome and yeah. And I was like immediately I was like I want to do this again and like do it and explore things. But it's like it's yes. like you know a lot of that shit freaked people out back in the sixties. Yeah. I think it still still does. Like when you start thinking like because you do get like oh, I don't materialism seems starts becoming foolish. It's like we're at least for me. Yeah. It's bigger than all this. Yeah. And like, you know, like McKenna also said, like, you know, setting an environment is key to the psychedelic experience, which, you know, you were obviously like in a place where you felt safe and around people who like, you know, weren't going to freak you out or judge you harshly for taking mushrooms. You're probably in a place where okay. it was encouraged. Oh, yeah. There was a ton of... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Somebody put a big envelope in the, uh, for the bride and groom full of them. It was like... This guy's great, whoever it is. <laughs> I'm a big fan of his work. <laughs> it was... It was... Yeah. But it's like that's. I wonder if there's people though who like like some like if you if George W. Bush or his dad ate mushrooms if they'd if they would go to the left or if they'd get more weird. I think they'd go to the left. How could you not? I mean, I think anytime you you know use psychedelics or you know psychotropic drugs, I think you are going to open your mind, whether it's good or bad. I mean, you are going to see the world a little bit differently. You know, like that possibilities are maybe greater than we can understand, and you know the realm we you know coexist in every day you know it's yeah i did a lot of it when i was like 20 
18 to 20, I ate a lot of ass. And then I, I was doing yeah. like Carlos Castaneda fucking oh, freaky shit. Good for you, man. I read that guy in college. You blew my mind. It was just, we found, my friends and I found the void. We did all that shit. Good for you, man. But it's like, I do think it's like, I mean, I, I, I do think it shaped my life a lot where I was like, I'm not, you know, I never really fucking got an office job. And it's like, yeah. I'm, I think overall it makes you happier. I think it does. I think it also gives you hope. It's like if you can see the not world. faith, hope. Not faith, not hope. <laughs> and, that, and to me, that's the whole thing about all the paranormal or any, you know, parapolitical, esoteric, any of this stuff. To me, it kind of gives me hope. Like conspiracy theories don't give me hope. That's why I don't like them that much. Yeah. They actually piss me off and make me more terrified. And I, I, I read them in, almost for like, you know, reading a comedy blog. You know, to me, it's funny shit. I really think it's funny. But the paranormal for me is like something that like when I'm going through a hard time, I find myself like really like, you know, digging deep and staying up till four in the morning reading like UFO blogs or reading Jacques Vallée books or, you know, revisiting Close Encounters. For me, it just gives me hope that there's something else out there that's, you know, I don't know. To me, it's really interesting. Yeah, And you bring up an interesting point because about conspiracy and it pisses you off and it makes you they're not. It, it it brings an insecurity to, mm-hmm. to to the world of of like oh shit ain't watch your back shit ain't the way you think and right. it's like there is a truth to that there is but it's also like I don't know I've I had this point well I've read this thing I was really obsessed with the Julian Assange stuff with him yeah. recently and some guy posted on an article and I thought it was a really interesting point he's like he's like I'm not saying this is true but what if Julian Assange was a a, a government-created folk hero, good-looking guy f- from a different country who, you know, is this romantic whistleblower that nobody can quite catch, but maybe it's a front so other whistleblowers go to WikiLeaks and that's how they actually bust Track these dudes. Like, that that's how they got... really interesting. And, I, when I've, and it was, I was like, yeah, how come they haven't caught this guy? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. like, it's like... I mean, you know. Well, apparently he's like under like house arrest, and they're guarding him. Last thing I heard. He's in he's in the Ecuadorian Ecuador? embassy, and right. that, like he's in. They but, grant him asylum, didn't they? They did, but he wow. can't. That London said like technically, if Ecuador wants to uh, transport anything from their embassy to Ecuador, it's still considered sort of theirs. Oh, really? But England said, "Well, you can't do it with him. We'll get we'll get him." They are scared of that guy. And see, I, I, mean, I mean, you know, to a certain extent, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't really want defense secrets and stuff. I don't, I don't want, you know, to expose the war machine of, you know, America because, you know, I mean, I, I am for, you know, keeping us safe and blah, 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 you know. But I'm also excited anytime someone shakes up the journalistic world. And I do see him as a journalist, you right. know, like. Absolutely. And, and it's I, like he's not, I mean. Like the the one the thing that he that they I supposedly the government wants him for is the whole Bradley Manning thing and those videotapes right. that and it's like that was pretty upsetting if you saw that it was like oh boy <laughs> it was yeah. like it's like we fuck up and but we don't want to ever admit we fuck up yeah. and it's like you know it is like what Daniel Ellsberg did he smuggled out those Pentagon papers it's like that war needed to be stopped like yeah. somebody had to fucking do that I see I, to me what he did was was perfectly fine Ellsberg yes oh he's a, in my opinion he's a hero yeah. But, you know, if you're a right-wing patriotic guy, you're like, he's a fucking... Cu- he should be killed, Biden, murdered, hung Biden, up. Biden called uh, 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 fucking Julian Assange a terrorist. And I'm like, he's not a terrorist. Really? He just told How's the truth. <laughs> it's just a great word he's to throw around these days. He's a mirror to what's really going on, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, like, to me, yeah, the, when the whole... The, my first reaction to WikiLeaks was kind of like my first reaction to 9-11, where I was like, you motherfuckers fucking nuke him, dude. You know, like, I, I was like, you know, that me re- vengeful, I was like pissed off. I couldn't fucking believe it. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't think it's worth starting a war. When the whole war machine started ramping up, I was like, oh, fuck. Here yeah. we go, dude. You know? Well, it's like, like, that's, I mean, of course, this, I mean, we've, in theory, fucking used stuff to get into wars before. I mean, yeah. and that's, like, the, Iraq was a complete waste of time. It waste was, of time. I, I mean, think of all the money we spent there that, like, the, with the problems that we're having now, think of what we could solve. I mean, like, it's it's unbelievable. You know, it's really crazy. The money we just pissed away, but that, you know, other people profited. I mean, there are people in America who definitely profited. As a whole, our society, the U.S., lost a lot of money. It caused a great, huge debt. 
but a lot of people in corporate America, I'm probably going to get shot for saying this, profited um, huge. I mean, and not Billions. just Halliburton, you know I mean? Like, right. Every single oil company has profited. They've, you know, acquired some more oil, oil fields and they have, now they have new bases. They have a new base like outside of Syria, I think. I mean, like how many new bases have sprung up? It's amazing that people don't, and they never, that's stuff that gets ignored. Is there, yeah. and speaking with, is that, because you think of, there's all these problems like, oh, they're never going to get solved. Is there the theory of aliens are going to come down and like, and everything's going to be okay? That's is what, that kind of one of those? That is. That's it's what, sort of a messiah thing. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, to go back to the UFO topic, I've been going to UFO conventions since I was 12. Oh, really? Yeah, I still go to them. And, is that I like mean, a freak fest? Yes and no. Is there, a lot there, of, uh, there, there is the airy fairy. How's you? How's UFO pussy? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, I bet they're Tim. willing to experiment. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, it's it's interesting. It's just a whole range. There's a lot of like a lot of ex-military like guys there. There's a lot of like airy fairy, hippy dippy, crystal toting new agers. Then there's like you know, kind of like you know, it seems like people who are you know. Fairly, you know, some intellectuals there. And I, and I go up and talk to them. I'll go to the, it's usually like at a big hotel convention center and I'll get booked myself a room, usually bring a buddy and like, you know, we'll smoke weed and like, you know, it's just fun. And we'll, I'd do that. Oh yeah. You should go with me, man. I, that would be fun. You know, Colton Dunn? Yeah. He's going to come with me to the next one. When is that? Uh, well, I, I mean, there's no convention set probably usually can, the big international conventions in the summer, but they always move on, which is the mutual UFO network, which I've been a card carrying member since I was 12, <laughs> uh, does, uh, monthly, uh, lectures. Some of them are so dumb that I can't even like bring myself to go to, but I, I go, they're fun. I, the, the culture of the people who like this stuff and who talk about this and dedicate their lives to, it, I'm fascinated with just as much. As a phenomenon, it's like a sociological a, study. Yeah, it's an interesting. It is so interesting. And there's, God, like you said, there's all these different cultures, and it's like, are they? Is it like clickish too, where they're like, we're the bug and these guys? Oh my God, yes, it's and that's what's fascinating. Like I, I think I was mentioning earlier, there's like the punk rock guys, like Greg Bishop, who does a podcast called I don't want to pimp I'm, out another. I've heard that name for some reason. You can pimp out another um, podcast. It's called Radio Mysterioso, and it's fucking amazing. And he takes this intellectual, like, and he calls them thought exercises. Where he'll just like, like, what if it's this? You know, you know, like he tries to like, you know, rationalize it, and he brings like the Jungian philosophy and a lot of other really like smart and great, interesting philosophies into this stuff. But his podcast, Radio Mysterioso, is amazing. So like Greg Bishop, a guy named Nick Redfern, Paul Kimball, Micah Hanks, Tim Benall, these like younger guys who are kind of like you know our generation are the ones who are like, yeah, maybe it's the aliens come from another planet, but maybe it's a whole lot of other things that actually make a lot more sense. Or maybe it's so much more complex that we'll never know. But, like, let's talk about it. But, you know, the majority... So there is clicks. There's the guys who are, like, really open-minded. Then the majority of people are, you know, aliens from another planet, the ETH guys. And then there's a group of people who are, like, it's all, like, government, you know, putting up holograms as a control system to try to keep society in line. I mean, but there's a bunch of different factions... But the prevalent one is definitely the ETH people. God, that's pretty. That's I think. But it's fun, dude. It's fun. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like this commenter because I sit on the fence with all of them, man. I'm agnostic to the whole subject, and I just sit around and just find it all so interesting, you know. It's really interesting. Yeah. Well, then it, that wraps us up. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. This is Thank awesome. you. I've really enjoyed this. We went into some great areas. I yeah, think. we got weird, man. We got weird. Yeah, dude. Really <laughs> fun times. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. That was Steve Berg. Uh, please remember uh, to go to uh, the, the, the For Love of Pete benefit at the Laugh Factory. September 19th, 2012. You can buy your tickets at loveofpete.brownpapertickets.com. All proceeds go to Pete O'Neill's Children's Shelter. If you liked my show, too, you could donate some dough to me, or you could go through our Amazon link on feralaudio.com, and you could purchase some bullshit, and then I get money, and you didn't really do anything except buy yourself a DVD, which you deserve. You work hard. Also, if you like my show, tell your friends. Please, actually, tell your friends. I need uh, more listeners, because more listeners means possibly... Me getting advertising and uh, getting some coke and blowjobs. And that's what the goal of podcasting is. I know a lot of people don't say it. Rogan, a lot of coke, a lot of blowjobs. Because he's got a very successful podcast. 
I'm still at like maybe I'll show you a little top of my nipple and that's like from a guy named Carl who's got a very hairy chest I'm not even getting shown female tit right now for my podcast so I need more listeners would you do that follow me also on Twitter Matt underscore Dwyer at twitter.com and uh, why don't you uh, why don't you do, why don't you why don't you fucking do this if you want why don't you fucking email me at Matt underscore no I'm sorry conversations with Dwyer at gmail.com if you know of anybody do you, you'd like to have me interview who you think is interesting fucking email me some of that shit bro I'd like that shit bro hey bro hey we're just bros listening to my podcast bro uh, thank you very much I love you power to the people Feralaudio.com is an artist-friendly podcast collective hosted by castmates.fm. Host your own podcast at castmates.fm today. All of our artists reserve the rights to their materials. Your donations directly support your favorite artists, help pay for their show's production, and keep your favorite shows free. Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community and artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This outro features the music of the fancy. We are the fancy.net. the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.